Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Jordan trying to shake off starts. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another fantastic episode of the Sneaker History Podcast. I'm Robbie, and I'm here with my main man, Nick Engvall. How you doing, man? You excited to talk about some Jordans? Yeah, man. I'm doing good. Ready to talk. Seems like it's been a while. I'm excited. Let's do it. Always a great time. It seems like Michael Jordan is owns algorithms, so we could talk about Jordans all day long. We could do topics like this till we're blue in the face, and maybe we will one day. But today we're talking specifically about how we got from like this. We got from you know OG, very traditional, you know, nineteen nineties Air Jordans to stuff like this, where it's every color. Now this one I pulled out in particular because we're talking about non OG retros of the air jordan 5 and this shoe symbolizes all non-og air jordan 5s not all of them ever but a collection of them so i figured this would be good inspiration to start the conversation kind of a rap verse right there um <laughs> and this is all kind of spurred by the air jordan 5 green bean retro coming back for the first time since 2006 it's a shoe i've personally always looked at from afar Never owned a pair, something I've always been interested in. One of the rare 3M shoes I think actually look good from a Jordan perspective. So I'm excited about it. Nick, are, are you a Green Bean fan? Or tell, remind the people your thoughts on your thoughts on the Jordan 5. How do you feel about it? So Jordan 5 is definitely up there for me, except I am very particular about the colorways that I like. There's only probably maybe five or six that I really, really like. Um, I got the original green beans, um, not right when they came out, but later on and ended up trading them. I can't remember what I traded them for. I think, I think it was just probably some, some other random Jordan. Um, mm -hmm. but definitely not like, not a top priority for me. Like the, the colorway wise, I like the three M. Um, and there's obviously some other, the, the, the five with three M like the OGs, just the three M tongue is, is, you know, was a wow factor for me as a kid. So that's kind of what drew me mm -hmm. into it. Um, but yeah, I, I think you're, you're definitely the bigger Jordan five fan of the two of us, obviously, because I feel like you've got a pretty solid collection of them. I do. And, and I love that you brought up the tongue because to me, it's always just felt like a crown, right? I mean, shiny crown, it's silver, not gold. I get that, but something is regal about it. Yeah. And it's not the most easily wearable Air Jordan. The ankle is a little protective. Shout out Greg. There is a lot of ankle protection 
on this model of Air Jordan. And this is carried on right through the six um, and where it's got that really hard kind of pod like ankle protection not for everybody but to me personally i love it the green bean five in particular i feel like is one of those shoes that probably got traded a bajillion times right that that 2006 era i feel like was such a time to be trading and it's like craigslist like you know totally nike talk totally places just finding random things yep definitely i'm sure that's where where mine went um also it's kind of interesting now that you brought that up 2006, as far as Jordan 5s, was really interesting because it was really the first time we got a bunch of different colorways that were like non-OG colorways, right? So I Mm -hmm. think for me, like I ended up getting, I ended up getting the olives later on down the road um, and then ended up giving those to a friend who needed them. But like it... Yeah, it was just one of those things where like at that moment, I think there was just so much buzz around the 5 and sneakers wasn't quite as mainstream. So, like, the shoes definitely didn't sell out right away. Like, you could find them in stores if you if you were, like, really, like, searching for shoes back then. You almost could always find stuff in stores at some point or another. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe not in, like, the, the most popular footlocker in your neighborhood, but you could definitely find them. But I never really thought about that. But it's also, the, like, you know, being that it was kind of, the message boards were popping off everywhere and, you know, the internet's starting to connect people on a much better level. You know, now we take it for granted because you can literally post something on Twitter or Instagram and you can sell it in a minute. It doesn't really matter. But it, yeah, it was a really interesting time. And I think too, like having more colorways of the shoe, because I got the, uh, the black tongue fives with the 23. That's, that's my favorite colorway of the five all time. And mm-hmm. It was like I didn't need other ones other than that one at that moment, right? Like, for whatever reason. I mean, that sounds that sounds counterintuitive because I wish I probably would've, I probably wish I would have kept a few of those colorways that I had back in the day. No, I mean, to let's start the con- real conversation around this the year two thousand six because when the green bean dropped, it had some bangers alongside it, but the kind of bangers that we would categorize as that now. But at the time, you would find them, shit, $100 on sale. Like, who wants, for example, the Carolina Blue Stitch Air Jordan 5? Kind of looks like the black metallic, but, you know, Carolina yep. Blue all throughout the stitching. Great-looking shoe now. But at the time, it, it you know, it, it looks Fugazi yep. compared to OGs. And people collecting at that time really felt that way more so i think than they do now uh so you have those the green beans the sunset the women's exclusive which is this dark cinder fire red gorgeous shoe gorgeous gorgeous shoe and then you have the a retro of the grape which in my opinion is like the last good retro we've had of the air jordan 5 grape i sold off uh, i had a pair of 06s which i also traded at one point in my life i also had a pair of the 2013s but i bought them in 11 and a half so I was playing myself, so those had to go. I no longer own them. And then the laceless ones in collaboration with Will Smith just wasn't my style. But grapes in that same year, the stealth blue, which we had a retro of, I believe, late last year or earlier this year. Um, I believe it was yeah, late last, it was last year. year. Yeah. Um, but the stealth blues, again, now we look at that like, oh, that's a great looking colorway. But at the time, who wanted that shit? Yeah. Not many people. Yeah. As far um, as I remember, too, like the only one. 
other than the olives, the only one that people really liked out of like the rest of those, because it was like 06, 07, right? Early 07. Well, no, there's a there's the fire red, which is your favorite, yeah. the black tongue, and then the olives, which you brought up earlier, and the yeah. burgundies. Those were all in 2006. Yep. One year. Yeah, and I think the burgundy was pretty popular, but definitely not as popular as what they would be right now, right? Like, you know, it was still mm-hmm. like there were, people were still a little hesitant towards like the non, non-original colorways. But I'm pretty sure like the – like I don't remember when they actually came out, but I'm pretty sure the laser, like that orange – Laser Five came out either end of 06 oh six yeah, or early the Sunset 07. Army. It's yeah. like a, I, I want to say it's oh seven also. Um, but it was oh it, it is was before All Star that year. I just remember for some random reason, but it was like damn, you're good. It says here January two thousand seven. Yes. So that is before so it was All-Star. like the end of the fives of that like kind of. I felt at least for me, it felt like the end of the run of fives, and like I wasn't really into the laser stuff. Like I was into the fours a little bit, but I wasn't into the to any of the other laser stuff. Now I think it's you know I think it's like cool. Like I like the twenty, but like I like the idea of having it as a as like a just a piece to have versus something to wear in terms of the laser stuff because it mm-hmm. just it, it's it's like obnoxious. But if I'm gonna wear something obnoxious, like you know, give me give me like you know the all three M raging bulls or something. Right. That's how I feel about it at this point. So. Mm-hmm. Man, your memory is good because that was the second to last retro, the laser. The last one was actually the 2007 still before all-star game, the black metallic, these bad boys in 07. Uh, but, but with, and this is what I like about the five, right? So the 07s had the 23 on the back and then the jump man on the heel. These have no 23 and Nike Air on the back. The 5 just really lends itself if you're going to kind of pivot away from 2006. You can do anything from like, well, like PSG, right? They can throw their logo on it. It looks great. Um, Quai 54 looks fantastic on it. Um, motorsport stuff like um, Jordan Motorsport looks fantastic. I think those are some of the more slept on yet. Again, it's collectors, collectors, covet those kind of shoes like you know the like the white metallic with like the lime green the toe of uh, yep. 54 um the the yellow motorsport with the the logo on the back heel um there's so much good stuff like it looks kind of mechanical right so you can have it be associated with other sports and yeah i, th- I think the i think that that's a good way to describe it too mechanical like the shape of it maybe not so much but like the elements of it feel very mechanical and i that's actually why i think i mean maybe it's just like the story of the little winglets on the side and like the you know the the planes and you know the kind of paint from the from the warhawk like kind of like the warhawk 90s and stuff but um that i feel like that helps with um uh what is it oh the fear pack right kind of a an evolution yes. of the olives into like an even crazier, darker kind of like, like almost like battle ready colorway or something, you know? And they had that written across the fear quote. It's like fear is a figment of your, whatever the insole says, it's the MJ quote. They wrote that on the Michael Jordan building. When you walk in, you see that yeah, quote there. Yeah. But um, the, yeah, the, the fear pack, I think is just, that's when 
people started to really realize that like oh this really can be like any kind of material because it was always either like leather new buck obviously the green beans 3m but like not really pushing it that that fear stuff it really wasn't it's hard it's one of the harder materials to describe you have to hold that shoe and touch it because it's like they spray painted over um durabuck or they spray painted over suede or something it's a really weird kind of. It's not, it's not tacty because it's not sticky. I feel like it. It feels like a weird. custom without being a custom. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But very, very much so. Um, I just want to touch back on this. The motorsport. It's ultimately it's like a, a Carmelo Anthony looking Air Jordan Five. It's white and baby blue. Um, nothing all that crazy to it. But like with with where the the branding and the logo we can go on the shoe. All it takes is a basic colorway and a specialized logo right here or a specialized logo right here. And the shoe went from like an okay shoe to like yeah, a $5,000 yep. shoe. How, um, I think it's where the five can yep, really shine. Yep. So how, how did you feel as a fan of the five when they started doing, I mean, this is a little bit outside of the norm, but like, I think it was like the China Lowe's that had that like whole end cap was colored. Then they did like a, an Oregon one that had the whole heel was a different color. How did you feel about that as like a fan of the five? I am actually, it's one of the few silhouettes where I'm okay with them really toying with what the shoes DNA is. I mean, like I think as long as you have the teeth and you have like, you know, the fighter jet inspired aspects to the shoe, everything else can kind of be played with. Like the five low isn't my favorite this design, I think it's just like you put, you know, those old, old school like yeah. can crushers. They use can yeah. crush to Jordan five and it's not my look, but, but, but the Oregon stuff, um, even like the GR one that doesn't have any of the, you know, the fancy bells and whistles on it. I think those look incredibly good. Um, but then you can do it crazy, right? Like if you just put bright candy green suede, like not very many shoes look good in candy, like all candy green like that, and with that material. But the five just I don't know, it lends itself so well. Like there's the Halloween pair from last year. It's not associated with Halloween, but the white and like off white sale yep. with orange. Um that they flipped the script on that material, completely different. And I think it came out great. There's also like a an army camo one from like four or five years ago. Um, that, that's a really weird shoe, but I think that also succeeds. And at the end of the day, it's looking good. But um, man, I mean, even Pat leather. So not to be too weird, yeah. but you have like the cinder from 2009 and then like the USA one from 2011 or uh 10 ish. That's the only one I think it doesn't work. When you put patent leather all across it, it's like, yeah. ah, I feel like That's the shoe doesn't do like the shoe has too much curve for patent leather. I feel like patent leather has to be on like a boxier shoe, like a Jordan one or a dunk. Otherwise I feel like mm-hmm. uh, maybe it's just the way I wear my shoes, but I feel like I would just crease them and I just end up not wearing them. But I have to say too, like the, the, it's kind of crazy how the Dornbecker had like the glow in the dark 3M, like all the, sh- the patent kind of stuff. It had everything, right? And when it first everything. came out, it was everywhere, and people were crazy after it. But I don't think I've seen anyone talk about or wear a pair of Dornbecker 5s in a good five years, if that. 
Man, what's crazy, like all of the Dornbeckers that were that do fetch, I mean, let's be real, a lot of them still do fetch over a thousand dollars. They were just like all not all over the place, but you were right. You would see them out. Um I feel like people just don't wear Dornbeckers anymore. I think they buy them this ceremoniously or you know, ritualistically to support, which is fantastic. But like the five, I think Dornbecker is one of the more unwearable ones. The same way people love Ben Primo stuff, and the Ben Primo, that's just too much dark black leather on a shoe. Like I think that's kind of in the same vein yeah. as the Dornbecker, where it's gorgeous, random, but it's, random. Eh. That so the very maybe it might even be the very first thing I got to do for Foot Locker back then when the when the Ben Twenty Three Fives came out. They released uh, at um, at the Beverly Center in in you know in L.A. and that House of Hoops had just kind of been you know it's it's a Foot Locker boat, a House of Hoops built into it, and it had just kind of been remodeled and super nice. Had all sorts of exclusive stuff. They actually did a really good job of of making sure that the store had exclusive stuff back then. And I was able to go in um, and and actually shoot photos. I mean. This is pre-sneaker history. So we used to, my buddy Aaron and I used to have a site called F5 to Refresh where we just like talked about streetwear and sneakers and cars and just constantly putting up new content. So the whole concept was like, just keep hitting F5, you'll refresh your screen and you'll have you'll have new new stuff coming up, right? So Foot Locker, uh, we, had, we were doing some other stuff with them or we were in negotiations with them. And part of like the ongoing conversation was like, oh, hey, these are at the House of Hoops Bev Center you know, if you want to go over and take some photos for us. And I was like, hell yeah, I do. You know, so it was like really the first time I got, I don't think, I don't know if I got paid for that shoot, but definitely one of the first times I ever got like access to something like that, that was so early. And I mean, we, we were like, you know, exclusive to put it out for like a solid, like three, four days. And it was kind of dope because it just, we never really had that opportunity before because like the bigger names would always get access to it. But yeah, that was a it was a, a cool memory, and I was like dumbfounded by how nice those shoes were. I mean, I would never pay, you know, what I think retails like three fifty or something, and I just I I probably would never pay pay three fifty for any shoe, let alone you know something like that. But it was really nice. That's definitely a cool memory for me. Wooden true she true shoes, wooden. Yep. Shoe trees is what I'm trying to say. Um, a dust dust bag, uh, uh, and like a wooden box, right? Yeah. Like some kind of premium yep. ass, like not your average Joe box. But I mean, I think that's what's so damn cool about the Jordan Five is that it can be anywhere from fucking that Halloween pair I was just talking about that didn't really sell very well. They sat. I I wore mine. I love them. I very much enjoy my pair. But then there's stuff like the Ben 23, the Dornbecker, and I really do think in my heart of hearts, like if I had to like put a gun to my head and be like, Robbie, tell me your top five grails. The Tokyo 23, um, I alluded to it, the Tokyo 23 five, man, it's like I'm a sucker for yellow shoes. Like I love black and yellow shoes, um, but just Tokyo 23 is like the, that's Tokyo Motorsports Motorsport. Motorsport is motorsport, but th- isn't this also motorcycles? Uh, Tokyo twenty three. Remember, or is it just like a, a race? I don't remember. I don't remember either. But just 
that's the shoe where I was working in Vegas on the strip, and every now and again someone would come in like very rare, or maybe they're just fakes all around. But like that's one of the shoes I've seen a million times in person. And I was like, if there's a if there's a time in my life where I can acquire that, the materials are buttery. Like again, it's just a special logo on the back panel, and it's just oh that sets it off. But just like yeah, that's that's easily. A grail. According to Hypebeast, it commemorates the and opening of Jordan that Tokyo of 23. This is 2011. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Man, forever ago, right? Yeah. But that shoe is so fire. I mean, it, yep. the materials are good. It's like, ugh. And I mean, the five, we'll end on this. We talked about the, the high, the low. There's so many different shapes to the Jordan 5. Sometimes it's more traditional. Sometimes it's little boxier that Tokyo 23 one in particular is just not too high, not too low. So what's oh, your magic Tokyo 23 is probably your grail of the fives. What's, what's like your most worn pair and what's like the pair that you just can't stand to see. Ooh, I, I can tell you, um, this is the third pair I've owned of the black metallic. I had two <laughs> pairs of 2011s. Both of those were cooked. Um, this is now the third one. I love this shoe. Like this is probably like one of my, yeah. Do you prefer the, the twenty three on the side or no? But I love even matter. just look at no. Oh, well, the the twenty elevens did have the twenty three. Yeah, and they were they sat way lower. That's what I was talking about heights. They sat about here, um, and they had you know the jump man on the back. But this is such especially in Vegas, that's where I grew up and I wore the 2011s the most. In the summertime, it doesn't rain, so you can wear a black shoe like this all winter. And it's God, it was my concert shoe for a long time. Very fond memories in the Jordan 5. Um, the only one that really kills me where I'm just like, absolutely not. And we've talked about this a few times. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's that lab stuff, man. Um, the Gamma, like the, the 3 Lab 5, it's elephant print with gamma blue, which it's funny how this the motifs. I already know what year it is. It's gamma blue. It's obviously the eleven and twelve year. Um, yeah, but yeah. Can't do that. No, 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 no. How about you though? What's your if you had a grail, which one you can't attain? Um, your um, most, most worn is definitely the black one. You can't do uh, with the twenty three on the side. Oh six. I I basically wore through those. Um, ended up like donating them because they were just pretty much done back before there was there was mario restores in my life to to be able to know that i could fix a sh shoe up um the probably the grail i think the you're, the, the black fives that you have too is, is a very close second like i love the 23 on the side any of those like any good colors with the 23 on the side so grail grail wise definitely the 3m raging bulls 23 on the side all black 3m that's right up my alley uh the one that just that like i can't stand and i don't even know if there was other shoes made with this color but that island green color that had like the weird patent print on it or something just terrible like it's just i may, yes. may, i don't remember if that was a kid's colorway or something maybe but like it stands stands out in my mind of like why did they make this kind of thing so <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. there were some dark times in, like, 2016, because there was, like, a, a lot of plasticky, weird, yeah, let's let's end on positive notes. The OG stuff is just so good, and I think that's why, ultimately, 
Jordan's the most powerful fucking shoe line ever. <laughs> so it's like, oh, give me that same shoe from ni- 1990 over and over and over again, please. I will take it. Yeah. Well, I, so I guess like another question for you. It's kind of interesting that we're seeing a lot of these retro retro colorways being retro or retro plus colorways or LS colorways, right? Mm-hmm. Any other like for me, the, the, the one that I still would love to like get again is is the olives. Is there another one of those like like the green bean that you're like, this is oh. what they should drop next? Oh, yeah. Burgundy, the, um, the Kawhi 54. Uh, I mean, they just did the Raging Bull. I sold. I feel so dumb. I sold my Raging Bulls. because I was like, I don't need to. I'm not going to wear these all red fives. And I wish okay. I didn't do yeah. that now. Um, the lasers, honestly, I would wear those. Um, burgundy and all. Man, there's so many. Anything from like 2000. I mean, Laney's are due too. I think Laney's last time were 2013. Well, the last time we saw the Laney's. Yeah, they did all those, those are like, due. reverse versions. Yeah. Yeah. I would happily take that. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah. Well, let us know what, what fives you're after, what your favorite colorways are. I, I, I'm really curious what people would think would be like a good retro because I feel like the burgundy. Like I feel like the uh, the outside of the OG colorways are are a little slow moving. Although everything sells out, ends up on a different resale platform. I feel like a lot mm-hmm. of those colorways are pretty slow moving. But I feel like that burgundy colorway was kind of like if you wore them, the the suede probably got destroyed, and you probably want another pair. But yeah, let us know what you think. What what your favorite fives are, and which ones you'd like to see retro, especially the non OGs, because. I think we're all in agreement. Like most of the OG fives, chef's kiss. Too good. Can't beat them. This has been fun though. We'll we'll have yeah. to do more of these around when fun retros come out. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right, y'all. Well, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, make sure you hit subscribe if you're on YouTube. Make sure you leave us a review if you're on iTunes. Follow us on Spotify. I don't know where else, whatever you do on those different platforms, everybody takes it in different places, but we appreciate y'all. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Everyone does take it in different places. All right. Have a good one. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, And we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.